Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. When you make a podcast, ideally you want to iron out each step, you know, get the equipment, everything you need, get it prepared. One thing that I needed was to make a guest list um, because I did want to have guests on this podcast. And when I was making the initial guest list, there was one name that was on top. You know, I was like, this person is definitely going to come on the podcast. And when I reached out to him, he was like, no, I'm trapped in Canada right now. Uh, It was during COVID when when it was in peak of COVID. He got trapped. He claims to be trapped in Canada, but he is back now. And we were able to get him on the podcast. So thank you so much, Avinash Karana, for being here. I appreciate you. How are you, man? Thanks, man. I'm doing good. How are you? Now, so Avinash, we have a uh, deep background. You know, we went to the same high school. We went to the same college. Uh, same college. I switched campuses, but we went to the same college. And we were actually both majoring in medical science when we were in county prep high school. I'm not sure if I'm doxing us right now, but when we were in county prep high school, we majored in medical science. We were in one of those high schools that had majors. So... What made you kind of major in medical science? Because I know you're not doing that now. Uh, were you interested in it back then and you just feel it wasn't for you? How was that? Um, well, you know how with, with, with my family background, you know, the, the default was, you know, I have to do medical science. I have to, I have to work in medical field, become a doctor and do all that. Um, and in the beginning, it was kind of interesting, you know, as, with, as when you start any new subject. Um, but I kind of knew from the get-go, like, I'm only doing this, you know, because people are telling me to, like, once I get into college, I'm going to look for something else to do, you know? And so once I graduated, I didn't look at medical science again. So I don't remember this, forgive me if I forgot, but what were you, would you have a major when you went freshman year of college? No, um, I think, uh, like, for the longest time, um, I didn't even think about the future, like, my career and everything. Um, for the first year and a half... I was pretty much undecided, just doing my core classes, core classes like. Um, yeah, I know English, like English math, 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 all that stuff. Like, yeah. Um, and then after during my second year, I was I started thinking. I was like, okay, I have to. I can't just procrastinate. I have to start thinking. And and I was looking at my circumstances, my strengths, and I know I'm good with math. I have a passion for math, and I wanted to incorporate that into a service I could provide for others and be successful on it. So I decided to go to Rutgers Business School and do accounting and finance. And from there, I felt like I wasn't being challenged enough. I, I felt like I could do more than that. And so while looking through all the master's programs, I decided to go through law and do law school. So you went from your undergrad, then you went to Rutgers Business School, undecided to business school, to now you've graduated and you're going into law school. Yeah. So And you felt like the main uh, motivating factor was the challenge? challenge and um basically personally i feel like there's more opportunities in law than there is in an undergrad business degree you know so does that excite you like when you think about okay maybe like let's say five six years down the line you'll be a lawyer maybe sooner i don't know what the timetable is but does that excite you when you think about that yeah i mean i have have two more years to go and then uh take the bar exam and hopefully if i do well I'll, i'll become a full lawyer and that does excite me you know um what what I what I'm looking for in the future is stability, stability in financial stability and basically life stability. And I feel like once I have my degree, once I once I um 
once I work into owning my own firm, my own practice, I feel like I can uh, I can work and create a stable life for myself. So that's the goal at the end to have your own practice as yeah. a lawyer. So, and this is probably a dumb question, but and I might have asked you this already um, off camera earlier when we hung out, but I, I saw Better Call Saul, right? Saul Goodman, and when he starts, he starts like in the mail room. For those that don't know, it's a spinoff from Breaking Bad of one of the characters that was a lawyer. So without any spoilers, in the beginning of season one, he's like working in the mail room or he's very low level. Is that kind of standard when you're going through law or is that just a weird TV scenario? So I was fortunate enough to have um, my relatives supporting me. Um, one of my relatives is already a lawyer. He has his own practice. So I was I was gracious enough to, um, he was gracious enough to let me work for him. And he didn't put me through those pressure, that pressurized workplace where um, most students in law school go through and that is somewhat true especially um for example in new york and those big firms and stuff like that you know hard to say i don't know if i should be saying but like you're pretty much disposable there you know um oh, wow. yeah. and so to go back to law school when i think about business school because i went to i major in human resources and i worked a lot in the new brunswick business school because i mean i wasn't a business major but i kind of was hand in hand with those majors and it did always look like they were in suit and ties. They look kind of busy, going in and out. So you went from that to law school. Do you see a difference in the workload? Is was one more than the other? Um, how do you see that? Well, um, you know, when you're in business school, you know, you have it's all about networking. You know, you have to you have to impress people. You have to you have to be at the top to get a good job. You know, you have to if you're you're. When people are constantly moving, it's because they're working, they're trying to meet people, go to interviews and stuff like that. And, you know, especially in the beginning of business school, you know, it'll take a lot of, it'll, for, mo for the most part, you have to go through multiple interviews. And obviously when you go to an interview, you have to wear a suit and tie and stuff. So that's what I saw most people doing during my business school. Me, though, I kind of knew that I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to be applying for these jobs. I, I wasn't going to be interviewing one of, my, one of the things I don't like about business school is that they teach you how to be an employee, you know? And that's not what I was going for. You know, I was going to run my, own, run my own practice and everything. And so that didn't really stress me out. I wasn't, I, wasn't, um, I wasn't forced to deal with that kind of stress where I had to dress up in a suit and tie and do that stuff. I am dealing with that stress now in law school. Um, even though I did one year, the entire year was online due to COVID. So I'm entering, I'm going to go in person for the first time, and I imagine that. I'll probably be dealing with that now. When I see law school in the movies, again, I've never been in it, of course you know that, but my experience is just from seeing it in TV shows and movies and just hearing about it. You see these people with like stacked books, staying up all night. It's kind of like med school in a way where people are just up all night coffee, just going through that grind. Uh, would you say it's kind of like that, your experience so far in law school? As far as reading goes, yeah. Um, in, lieu of, in lieu of going to the library or... Um, reading meeting professors it's all zoom meetings it's all online ebooks and um i i didn't really take a chance with physical books because there was always that chance they'll be delivered late they'll, they won't arrive on time and if you're late one day you, you know you have a lot it, it's very damning if you're late on your readings in law school but i do i am looking forward to experiencing that traditional law school experience this semester one thing man that stands out about you is and i tell you this all the time you're probably one of the most the smartest people that i know 
uh, everything that you touch in terms of subjects, a class. Like I remember, I'm struggling. I, I think it was e- economics. I like withdrew from the course, and you're like, "Come on, man, you can be withdrawn from this. It's so easy." Uh, like it's just everything clicked for you easy. So it's or in my eyes, at least, I wouldn't. I'm not trying to say belittled your work ethic. You definitely probably worked hard on it. Um, and then we spoke earlier. Your brother's going into engineering. You were really good at um, math, science, all that stuff. So I'm wondering, did you ever think about any of those other fields, or was it always just you know? I want to go into law. Once you found that challenge, once you found that, is there like a passion behind it that took you into law? Um. Well, I also withdrew from that econ class because there was I, I was <laughs> yeah. I wasn't about to sit through that six to nine alone. I was like, if you're not there, I'm not there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm making you withdraw, man. <laughs> W's on um, your record. Listen, like, unfortunately, like it took a while for me to mature. You know, like first year undergrad, you know, I I was just laid back. I wasn't really paying attention. I was just. I was just going with the flow, whatever. And um, when I when I did start looking into my future, I I enjoy math, and math is one of my strongest subjects. You know, I really enjoy doing calculations and stuff like that. But I don't I don't enjoy. Okay, I enjoy doing math, but I don't enjoy spending too much time on it. If that makes sense. Like I don't I don't want to sit there and do complicated math. Um, and spend hours sitting at a desk doing all that stuff. I enjoy math to to in a sense where I can help others understand um, what mathematical stuff they need to be done. You know, and from my perspective, from <coughs> from my perspective, uh, math is strongly correlated with logic, and logic is a big is a big um, factor in law school. You know, as far as arguments goes, as far as reading the law goes, as far as doing this and doing that. And in 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 a significant way, I see studying law connected with my um, with my experience in business school doing accounting because they're both service related industries. You know, I'm sitting at the office, I'm helping people with their tax returns, helping people with their financial services, uh, with their financial planning, and you know, I'm I'm here and like I can, I can do more for them. You know, they they I have um some one of my um colleagues does immigration, and. He's not a he's not a lawyer, but in in that subject, for example, if you're not a lawyer, there's only so much you can do up until they have to go to a natural lawyer. And I'm like thinking, like, I can I can do that, you know. Um, I'm not really satisfied um, with my undergrad degree. You know, I, I want to do more, and that that's also when I learned that like I don't want to just stop after law. You know, I want to continue going to school. I want to still learn about that stuff. But stability is my most important thing that I want to get done. You know. I feel like if I get a law degree, I can incorporate that with my accounting background, get CPA or something, and and be stable, and then continue whatever education I want to do afterwards. Yeah, I mean, you have the work ethic and the mind to do it, so definitely don't stop. Uh, I definitely love your input on this as well, because when I work in my job, 9 to 5 right now, you know, I'm working with spreadsheets, I'm looking at things, doing a lot of reading, putting things together, and they say, you know, when you look at it for too long, you should take a break and get your eyes off the screen or get your eyes off the programming all the time. And as you mentioned, there's a lot of logic, calculations, reading going on with your field and what you're doing. How do you kind of find that work-life balance? How do you step away from that to kind of reset your mind? Because, um, Or do you find yourself kind of in it all the time in that kind of mode? How do you kind of balance that? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, what they say about law school is true. Like, you, you barely have any time to yourself, especially in the first year. And it's hard, you know? you It's hard, but like personally, I just keep, picturing the end end goal you know picturing myself um as a lawyer sitting in my office helping people um 
that stability. Like I just keep picturing that, and then that kind of pushes me to finish the work. You know, what also pushes me is the consequences of not doing so. You know, um, if I don't push myself now, then I'll have struggle. All the time and effort and money I put into law school is gonna go to waste if I don't if I don't keep um, working. And yeah, in that way, in that way, that's what pushes me to keep studying. What is one thing you would say you is your favorite thing about law school, and then one thing maybe you'd want to change about it? Is there anything at all that stands out? I know you only gone through disclaimer; you've gone through your first year so far, so maybe you'd have a better assessment of this later on. But is there anything so far that you feel like, in the, or in the field in general, in in law in general, um, that you'd want to change, or something that stands out as the best part? Honestly, I le- I learned a lot from my mistakes. You know how I said like I I postponed thinking about their career about my career and stuff. I learned from my mistakes then. I I did not repeat those mistakes into law school, and I will say um. That really helped me, you know. Um, I definitely discourage procrastinating and not planning ahead if you decide to pursue this um, career, because it will hurt you. But doing so, planning and planning ahead and being prepared goes a long way in law school. You know, as long as you're prepared, no matter no matter how difficult the topic is, as long as you prepare yourself to study it and get help from where, wherever you need, um, I think you'll do fine. Um, what I would change about the whole um, law school process, um, personally, I feel like you don't need three years um, in law school. You know, in the first year, you already um, complete all the required courses for, um, well, half of the required courses for the bar exam, and then in in the by the time you finish your second year, you pretty much covered all the topics you need for the bar exam, and then um, that third year could be optional. You know, you could. Um, if there's any specific subjects you want to cover, like um, patent law or immigration or or whatever, you know, then you could uh, you can go into a third year for doing that. But I really feel like two years is enough. Three years, and then after the three years, you have to take a bar exam. Yeah. So there's it's possible that you could pass all three years, and then you fail that exam. Mm-hmm. Not I'm, you, not you in general. I'm saying yeah. a person in general. And then what happened? You take the bar exam. You get your degree. You. You complete all your credits and you get your law degree. Um, but to get a JD, which is the official term for a lawyer, um, you have to pass the bar exam. So if I pass law school and no matter what, I just can't pass the bar exam, what can I do with that law degree? Is there like a, a viable option for me? Um, well, you can't be a lawyer without passing the bar exam. So but aside can, from that. You can you can consider it like personal knowledge, you know? Like you would no way. <laughs> really? Like... You have all this, you went to law school, you can't be a lawyer, but now you have this vast knowledge of the law that you can use for yourself, you know? So in terms um, of employment... There's a, there's a lot of circumstances where you don't need a lawyer, for example. Um, pro se is when, like, you represent yourself in court or whatever. If you don't pass a bar exam, you know, if you value knowledge, then um, even if you don't pass the bar exam, you've learned a lot about the law, which I personally think is one of the most important things you should know. Um... As a, as a citizen here, you know? Yeah, no, that's a great point. That is great. You made some great points there. I was thinking too much of like an employment stance, but it is in terms of if you get pulled over, like the times are so scary right now that it's good to know the law and just have that knowledge. But man, that's crazy. So everyone in there is definitely a grind. I know people that are, it's kind of a similar process for med school too, right? If you pass it, you got to do something else. I, f- I think there's like an exam as well. I don't know. But um, when are you, are you, is there any kind of like anxiety or nerves coming up for that exam? Um. That's two years away from now, but that's that's stressing me out right now too. Yeah, like <laughs> wow. based on based on what people have told me. 
But again, you know, I feel like if I start practicing now, if I start prepping now, planning it ahead, I feel like I'll be I'll be fine, you know. Um two years um two years is enough for me to study for the bar exam, I believe. You know, if I as long as I don't procrastinate, which again I highly discourage in this field, you should be fine. If someone is coming to you and saying, Hey, I wanna go into law school, you just said you discourage kind of putting things off to the last second and not taking it seriously. Who would you say law school was for and kind of what advice would you give to someone that came to you tomorrow and said, hey, I'm thinking about going into this since you have gone through that process so far? Um, that's a good question. Um, if you, okay, law school is obviously for the people who want to do law, who have a passion for it and everything. Um, I would say law school is even good for someone who just wants to understand the law, but wants to understand it seriously, like wants to, has, is seriously considering understanding the law if you just want to like get a brief understanding of the law whatever you can just google it whatever but um yeah you know if if law is something you feel is important to know then i think you can go through law school and get get a lot out of get a lot out of it basically would you recommend this for someone who is just in it for the money like i know some people that are in med school that are like you know at least i'll make some good money here or they're going into engineering just because of the money it's not a passion their passion could be playing the ukulele or whatever it is right but they're going into this just for the money um what would you say to someone that's doing that with law school do you think there's an avenue for that or would you kind of discourage that so right now um um right now the law industry is kind of saturated so it would be hard for um i can't say this if you're doing it right now it could change in three years you know but if you are in it for the money, then you would have to give 100% at least into studying for it. You know, if it's not a passion, then your work just becomes that much harder. You know, it just becomes more scrutinizing or monotonous to you if if it's not your passion, if it's if you're only in it for the money. Um, so, yeah, if if you're seriously in it for the money and you're willing to do whatever it takes, then there might be better avenues like business or something to get money in. But... Law school, um, you it would be it would be tough if you don't have a passion for it. There's absolutely no obligation to do law school as soon as you graduate. You know, as a matter of fact, um, I didn't see too many people in my class that did that. You know, a lot of them were older than me, and they already accomplished so much. And through their work experience, like as a paralegal or as a law clerk or as not a law clerk, as a as even as a um assistant in a in a law firm or whatever, that they already knew so much than I did, um. That I had to learn through studying the books and whatever, but yeah, you know. So would you say it's actually better to go out in the field for maybe a year or two and pick up some knowledge, then come back, or is it doing that not only um, lets you exposes you to the field itself, so you can confirm whether or not this is the career for you, but yeah, you learn a lot about the process, about the administration, administ the administrative process of law, you know, filing paperwork, filing documents, and whatever. And yeah, I definitely recommend it because um, you kind of, when you work in that in that industry, you kind of expose yourself to the um, to the required work ethic you need to in law school. You know, you need a good work ethic to um, be in the top of law school. And if you work in the industry before going to law school, you kind of expose yourself to that, so you're better prepared than someone who hasn't. You know, I definitely felt that. Like, I definitely felt like. Um, based on the questions and um, answers of some of my colleagues that like, wow, they, they know their stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and I had to, I had to read, I had to read up on it before, um, before I felt as, um, as comfortable with the subject as they were.
I remember when we were initially talking about kind of, hey, I'm about to go to law school. I might be going to law school. And it just seems like not that long ago. And now you're actually going through it. So props to you again. Yeah, it's, man. It was like up like up until last moment, I was I wasn't even sure if I was gonna get in or not. Like it was it was, yeah. was kind of scary, and since since I hadn't um since it was such a short time period where time period where I was thinking about my future, I was like I was already thinking of alternatives with my accounting degree and stuff like that. But I, w- I was glad um everything worked out. Yeah, that was when you were getting recommendations and all that. Also, law school, right? Yeah, the, um, professor recommendations. Yeah, dang man, that's crazy. It feels like yesterday, but it wasn't. It's a long process, and then. So yeah, if you could touch more on that, what kind of happens? What if you did all that and you don't get in? Get is, is it so you could just do it again and apply again, or how does that work? Um yeah, I mean opportunity cost. Um there isn't really much. If you don't get in, you, you just try again next year. You know they offer LSATs, I believe, nine times a year. Um which I will say, um the LSAT is the biggest, um the biggest aspect of applying and your biggest opportunity to getting your law school paid for. You know um. Lost, like I said before, the LSATs it plays a big role in the admissions process. You know, um, it plays. If I were to put it on a on a on a ratio, it's like eighty to twenty LSAT to GPA. You know, LSAT. If you're good at LSAT, you basically show that you have what it takes um, to ace law school. You know, and that's what law schools want. They want students who can ace the course. And if you if you devote if you devote a good amount of time and preparation to the LSATs, you know, not only can you improve your chance of getting in, you can improve your chance of getting a scholarship, you know? Um, I remember, like, I, you know, since since this was, like, the only thing I was considering, I, I worked I worked my ass off <laughs> on, on studying for the LSATs. You know, I think I spent a good four months um, during my junior year, or junior year, yeah. And I was just so nervous because I put so much time and effort into studying for the LSATs. I was like... I have to get a good score, and I got a good score. And then, it, it, I'm I'm like very um skeptical, you know. I, even if I do good, I have I I can't I can't really be sure until I get the results. So after I got the score, I started applying. I applied to like 12 different schools in the tri-state area, and and beyond too, you know. I was ready to <laughs> all the way up to Seattle even. Yeah. And I was ready to move, um, just just so that I could do law school. And thankfully enough, you know, they all responded back with um with offers and everything. I was like, yeah. And next next time someone asks me they want to go law school, law school, I will say study for the LSAT. Devote 100% to the LSAT. Oh wow, man. And how how much how what, what do you think is the best way to study for that? It's kind of like a textbook you get and study through it or how would you advise um, someone to study that? Well, what I did was through Khan Academy, which is free. Um oh, it was wow. one, it was one it was my biggest um resource that I used. Um I also got some books from Rutgers from the pre-law department, um, they were helpful too. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of resources available. Um, but if you don't want if you want to um, expose yourself before putting money in, I definitely recommend Khan Academy. Khan Academy is amazing for everything, including LSATs preparation. All right, I've nice. The way we like to end this podcast is a quick trivia question. And since I thought I'd take it back since we did go to high school together, we went to college for a semester and a half, and then I transferred to a different campus. But we took a. I just want to test your memory here. You ready for this? Yeah. All right. We took a course. It was you, me, a couple of other friends were in this, and it was a history course. Yeah. <laughs> Quite <laughs> yeah. So my question to you, Avinash, is can you name the professor that we had in this class? I'm going to put 20 seconds on the clock. That's funny. 
I had like a very similar professor in in, in my first semester, and I only know his name. <laughs> oh no. If you could even remember what the class name was, because I don't remember. History. No, not that was not U.S. history. Eastern history. Eastern history two or something. Oh man, I think you're you're almost there. I think it was Far East history, right? Far East history, Far East or something like that. You don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I gotta look it up. But <laughs> no, no, because I, I, I just said I don't know. But the professor's name. <laughs> do you want to have any just blind guess? <laughs> no. So the professor's name was Professor Aston, Daniel Aston. I would not have gotten that. Yeah, you're not have gotten that. I had that something was a, completely different in my mind. Nah, he was a great dude, man. He looks a little bit like my brother, but um, yeah, I see my brother sees that. But um, thank you again, Avanash, man, for coming on the podcast. I'm gonna try and link Khan Academy down below. Uh, any other resources that you think might be helpful, I'll kind of link those below. We're going to get Avanash back on here. But I really appreciate you for doing this, man, for coming all the way out here, taking the time to do this. So thank you so much, man. No problem, man. This is an opportunity in itself.